Welcome to Big Bear Christian Center. Join us this morning as Mark and Janelle Johnson from Forerunner Ministries encourage us to wait on the Lord. I want you to understand something here, part of why we're here today too. It's to come back and to give a report of really what you as a congregation have, have done to in sending us out. You know, when you send somebody out, you re- and whatever blessings happens out here, you get to receive some of that too. I think there's a scripture about that, right? <laughs> they, they receive that blessings. I want you to understand here that uh, whenever that happened, when was our ordination, Rob? When was that? That was many years ago. <laughs> but whatever, when we were sent out for cure, that right now we've been in six different countries and uh, all, all across this nation. And we relocated from Big Bear here to Minneapolis. And I remember in our little cabin over here in whatever street that was, <laughs> that the Lord gave, gave me a vision of this, being up in Minneapolis in the north central part of the country. And I just began to see lines go throughout, and that has been our base. And we even live close to the airport. We're not far from the airport. And, but the Lord has sent us out for there. But he sent us from here. And we want to thank you for that and, and to let you know that uh, God ha- has done so much in, in reaching lives for Jesus. And, and like Rob said, we've been able to go. And You know, it's really cool about when you get sent out and you, you, you learn and you grow in ministry. It's really great when you could do it with something you like to do. I like to play guitar. Rob, I love to play guitar. And the latest thing that I want to just share with you that we are so excited about with, with Forerunner is that I've been working on call for Minnesota Teen Challenge. It's, uh, many of you have heard of Teen Challenge. And, and the one we have in the Twin Cities is one of the largest ones in the country. And now, it's kind of a novel thing. I actually get paid for doing that once in a while for on call. But like I said, we only do that part-time. And the rest of the time, too, we, we're doing other, we're doing coat drives, we uh, did a coat outreach this year. It was 16 degrees above, so it was a beautiful day. <laughs> so we got out, gave out 300 coats, and this is part of what you support. And I want to tell you, 300 coats, they went in two hours. Two hours, they were gone. So it's a very short outreach. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> and we give out these hand warmers, and the people just come. And then the other thing we've been doing, we've been uh, mentoring some of these guys. Again, this is not a paid thing. This is what we get part of what your support goes to. We um, uh, mentor guys that are in the drug rehab programs. And basically what that is, you just be with them. There's no one, two, three program. We just go out to have coffee and be with them and try and encourage them. And so we do that. And then there's uh, program two, one of the other rehab centers in the Twin Cities that we get to uh, – go over there and we get to cook for them we get to sing have concerts and we have a good time there too and 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 reaching out to these men and um but we're excited about this 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 new thing like i said i love to play guitar so a lot of these guys that have graduated from the drug program we want to help them and and be with them so they don't relapse but they like we teach them guitar so i get to give guitar lessons and disciple at the same time so discipleship can be fun. 
Isn't that a novel concept? <laughs> we could do this. And these guys learn the worship songs, and then we get you know be with them and encourage them. We have eight students right now. If I have any more guitar players, we're going to have to do something else because eight guitars at once. <laughs> we may give you a call, brother. <laughs> we have eight, eight guitars going at once. It gets a little crazy. So that's where we're at right now, and we, we've got a free facility we're able to use. We don't have to rent anything as of yet. And then we have a home fellowship uh, we've had for about six years, seven years, and these are people... Uh, Really, like Rob, that have grown, Pastor Rob, that have grown up with us. Now they have families, and we meet in the home uh, about three times a month. And so that's been going on. If that develops into a church, we'll have to see. But I think we're having church right now. So, <laughs> right? We're two or three are gathering. So we that's a lot of what we have going on. Then we do special trips. I got to go to the former Soviet Union last year, back to the Ukraine. Josh, and they still remember us. That was my eighth trip. And pray for the Ukraine right now. If you kept up in the news, you know what's going on. There's a lot of po- political instability there. And a lot of the people want to, some want to go back to communism, other want to go with the European Union and all that. Uh, but the good news is the church is growing. The church is just exploding over there. And uh, so we got to go back there and go out into the villages and the churches. And, and it's been just tremendous to... Uh, Go and be in that harvest field over there. So we want to thank you, church, again, for sending us out and that, hey, it's still working. (laughs) Everything is working. And I want to share with you this morning something that really I feel that we forget about the call that the Lord has put on all our lives. This is not just, and it's the call to discipleship. You don't hire some disciples to go out and do the work. You don't pay us to go out and do we, you know, you don't just hire us so we can go out and win the souls and do that. We're all supposed to be doing this. And we're here just to exhort you and confirm this morning and just share some things with you that the Lord's put on our hearts about going and making disciples of all nations. And we can do that right here in Bear City. Amen. And go and that's <clears throat> and some of the things, one thing I like. It says the spirit of the Lord is there's liberty, there's freedom. I have a freedom to teach guitar lessons, and I take it, and I enjoy it. It's fun. And so the Lord will lead you. But I want to share with you this morning where it starts. Where wanna, and I think you know it's in that place where you're one-on-one with him. I want to show you something out of the scripture where I believe, was foundational for the disciples. So in other words, before you go make disciples, you better be one, right? (laughs) I didn't get a lot of amens on that one. Come on. (laughs) Come on, church. We haven't even got started. You've got to be with me here. Man. Turn to Mark 3. be able to relate with this. Verse 13, and he went up on the mountain, (laughs) went up the hill, and called to him those 
who he, those he himself wanted. The Lord wants you. He wants you. And if you need to follow a, a footnote scripture, look over in John. You don't need to turn to, but if you want to, John 15, 16. Many of you remember that. You didn't choose me. I chose you and appointed you. Remember that one? That you should go, not sit, <laughs> go and bear fruit. Now, that doesn't mean everybody here has to go and travel to a foreign country or to some other place. But it's as you take a step of obedience to what God's telling you to do here. He may tell you to buy your neighbor that's unemployed some groceries. Just a simple little thing like that. Step of obedience. And as you do that, that's discipleship. You're getting your boat in the water. And one of my favorite analogies is you can't steer a ship unless it's moving. I carry a little sign with me. It says, duh. <laughs> duh. Yeah. You cannot steer a ship unless it's moving. Make yourself available to the Lord. But here's where it starts. He called to, to himself those who he wanted. And they came to him. He said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Then he appointed 12 that they might be with him. And I don't know if you underline or highlight your Bible, but if you do, I, I would encourage you to highlight that little portion right there that says, that they might be with him. And that is the number one calling, to just simply be with him. And I want to share just a few things with you this morning that the Lord has just starting to free me up more and more and release me in my time and simply being with him. Aren't you grateful that the Lord didn't call us and appoint us that we have to perform? I called you, my son, to perform for me. <laughs> no. He says, I called you to be with me, to be with me. And I've been learning some things in the morning more and more that during my prayer time just to be still and know that he's God. Even in the midst of those cold mornings, I'll look out and watch them little sparrows. How those sparrows make it in that 40 below, I don't know, but they do. And if he takes care of them, how much more is he going to take care of us? So, But, you know, if you're busy praying and talking, oh, Lord, I've got to pay the rent and all this going on, you're going to miss it. Be still and know that I'm God. So a lot of times I just will just sit there and, 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 and just be quiet before the Lord. And as I do that, and, and just joy in being with him. You know, David talks about, uh, we might read this verse later, but uh, commit yourself to the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And take delight in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. How do you do that? Have you figured that out yet? I haven't. I've been 40 years, but I still haven't got that figured out. But how do you delight yourself in the Lord? Teach me. Well, you have to be with him. That might be a good position to start from. Another dove? Oh, man, you guys are strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lord, teach me to delight in you. And, and a lot of times I've been learning that as I'm just quiet before the Lord. And just, you know, enjoy being with him. 
I even pray that this morning for us as a church. Lord, as we worship and just together that, you know, church doesn't have, well, i got to do my two hours and then, you know. No, I, Lord, let us have this opportunity to just, just to delight. How I long to worship you. See, that wasn't on our list this morning of songs. But there's something, and you respond to, to what's in your heart. And so the disciples had to learn this. He called them up to be with him on the mountain. Then read the rest of the verse. It says, And that he might send them out to preach, and to have power to heal the sickness and to cast out demons. And so as they were with the most powerful person in the universe ever, and they spent time with him just by being with him. You know, later on in the book of Acts, the very people that wanted to kill the disciples and, and persecute them uh, even recognized that, you know what, I don't like these guys, but I rec- you know what, I know they've been with Jesus. They've been with that guy they couldn't kill. <laughs> Maybe we'll listen to them. They might have something to say. And they spent three years with him. People remember more of who you are than what you say. And I give a brief testimony on that. We, our house in Minneapolis, South Minneapolis, few degrees warmer. Uh, <laughs> we lived for 18 years. Our neighbor lady, Dolores, we. We just got to love her. She was a wonderful woman, is a wonderful woman. And, and, but, Chan, you know, we never witnessed to her. I never said nothing to, about Jesus to her once. I know, shame on me. <laughs> but, we, you know, we'd bring her stuff and do special things. And Long story short, what happened? She got cancer. And one night, Chan Lee and I were going out the back door. We're getting ready to go out and eat. And um, the daughters were out in the back. They were having a having a little cigarette break, and they said, Mark, we need to talk to you. We just had a conversation with Mom about funeral arrangements. And uh, she doesn't want the priest to do the funeral. She wants you to do the funeral. And I still, you know, God, you know, I said, I'm honored. But something within me just said, there's not going to be a funeral. There's not going to be a funeral. And they just, yeah, they look at me like, okay. <laughs> so sometime after, and, and I don't remember how long, but we were, we were out in the alley, and Dolores and her son-in-law were out there, and I just, you know, it just happened. I just did it. it just, I laid hands on her and rebuked that thing in Jesus' name. I didn't even ask her back at that. I go, poof. <laughs> you know, and they're just looking at me like, you know, Duh. Talk about duh. Yeah, they were just looking at me like, what? And she went to the doctor, and they couldn't find anything. They were gone. Now, that's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the story. And then a short time after, yeah, we were rejoicing, but a short time later, uh, we're out about raking the yard, and, and Mark, she said, I got to talk to you. I went back to the doctor, and they think they found something. And the same thing happened again. I looked at her, I says, Tell the doctor to get his eyes checked. Go tell him to get his eyes checked. And she starts laughing. <laughs> she's laughing. And, and 
And so she did, and there was nothing. So the enemy tried to, you know, to bring it back. My point is this. She saw our life for 18 years. We didn't preach her. <laughs> she saw our life. Even when the kids threw stuff in her yard and all that, you know. But she, <laughs> she saw our life. She saw our life. And we brought her the food at Christmas time when she was alone. And the family wasn't there. See, it's those little acts of obedience. Jenny, would you come quick and just share what happened yesterday down the hill too with, with Yolanda? Grab one of the microphones. And this just happened down the hill yesterday. That well, when I came to Scripture and you hear, you know, Pastor Robert sharing, you know, how you know, these bands go over the world and preach and these little songs and how exciting that must be. But, you know, God has something for you in your own little life. And one, one thing in the last few years has been so instrumental in what you reminded me of daily steps of obedience. That's just what I want you to do today. You're hearing, you're being obedient. Okay, Mark, coming out here, we knew a lady, we met her back in 1985, that comes in from Jerusalem to school her, and she is driven by the heart. It's, she can't take it. She wants to go out to the red ones, some red ones. Uh, and she works as a um, hairstylist, and she, she works in County Residence School for Marshall Street Community Church and rescue people. And, you know, by this time, I said, just forget it. Let's go back to the hills. And he's insistent. we got to find her. And, you know, through some things with this time that she's working in the red, she was working a, a man in or two in a, a, a young son, a young man that she had raised for years earlier, so six, seven years for this guy. And it just happened. It's like you can't eat fruit and apply your strength and stuff from the city. And it's like, you know, these little things, it might seem like something little past or something really random is important for that person. So, you know, follow those little urgings, you know, and you can be a nursery right where you're at. Amen. Uh, Amen. And really, you see, that, that starts to, uh, again, that sensitivity to the Spirit of God comes by being with God, by being with Jesus. You know, you can't, what's the scripture that talks about the bridle with the muzzle and the ox? You know, don't be like that horse and mule, but trust in the Lord each day. And we trust Him that God will just lead us today. And, and even if we don't be led somewhere, Lord, that I can just be with you. Just the joy of just being with you and to have that attitude uh, and that, you know, exciting things happen. And the second thing I want to share with you today that I've had to learn in this, especially with, with the evangelism over the years and, and being in service with the Lord, not for the Lord. Jesus said, you shall go and what? Be my witnesses. He didn't say, you should go and do my witnessing. See, that comes back to the mountain again. He, they were with him, then he sent them out. And so you shall be my witnesses. If I ever write a book, I'm afraid it's going to have a new age title to it, The Power of Being. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but the other thing 
too, you notice a little later, uh, where was it in Matthew 11? Turn over, turn there in Matthew 11. All of you know these verses this morning, but I think we need to see them afresh in the context of what the Lord is saying to us today, into our everyday lives, and learning to walk as disciples and be disciples and then go make disciples. Now, this is very important, too, that he gives true rest. And this is what I find. You know the verse. Let's read it quick. Uh, verse 28, 11, 28. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Many of you this morning, you got baggage. There's things you're carrying, things you don't need to be carrying, worries, concerns. That is not you. Jesus said, I come that you might worry and that you might be heavy laden. No. Duh, back to duh again. No, I come that you might have life. That means Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, Saturday, and all day Sunday. <laughs> right? That you might have life and you have it abundantly. And a good way to have that life is spend time with him who is the life. And then he says, come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and take my yoke upon me and learn of me. That's what a disciple is, a learner. You learn discipleship by being, okay? Then we go do the doing, right? Be, learn, doing. And so this here has been very important too. And I, you know, I've been even learning this with the meetings to just, I can't take on that yoke of, of you know, what is it? I don't worry about what an evangelist does or who it is. But go and obey. I'm a son before I'm an evangelist. I'm a child of God before, you know, I'm. Do you see where Jesus went with this? And, it, and he got to the point where no longer do I call you servants, but I call you friends. What a high calling that is. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. And that's why all hell is breaking loose against you right now. Because it doesn't want you to be a friend of God. It doesn't want you to enjoy Jesus. See, the devil can't steal your salvation. He can sure try and make life miserable. <laughs> Amen? Try and mess you up and get all worried every day. <laughs> I wonder what to do. I don't know if I got all this message. But you know what? It's not my message. It's yours. Why am I worried about it? It's the Lord's word. <clears throat> That's why I'm having so much fun doing this. <laughs> It's a responsibility. You need to pray for Pastor Rob on this. Because there is a stricter judgment for those that handle the word and teach that. So it's not just pup, you know, that, you know, to puff. You pray that Rob is able to be at a place of rest and continue to learn and continue to grow in his friendship with Christ. And as that happens, and he gets more free, gets more at rest, that's going to benefit you. And as that benefits you, that's going to benefit your neighbors, your relatives, and your friends. And we'll go and make disciples, not carrying a bunch of heavy yokes with us. And I had this yoke that was on, and I didn't even realize it. And when I got into my office one morning, I began just praying, and I would just, 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 you know, start to pray for the lost, and so, and I just would start to feel this. This thing, and I didn't even enjoy going out on the streets anymore. Passing out trucks. And, and, you know, if you don't have, doesn't the Bible say you're supposed to go out with joy? 
I thought I read that somewhere. And led forth with peace. And it wasn't there anymore. And one morning, I just, long story short, I had to just, I just got down on my knees. And I had to get real with the Lord. I said, Lord, I don't even want to do this right now. Take it. Take this yoke. And I don't even know what your yoke is. But I'll take it. <laughs> whatever it is, I'll take it. And whatever I have to learn. And this learning church, I want you to hear this this morning, is a whole new way of thinking. Pastor Rob and I were talking about this the other day in fellowship. We've heard prophecies come, say, I'm not going to be church as usual. I'm going to do a new thing. How many have heard prophecies like that? Yeah, from heard them for years. Well, do you actually think it's going to happen sometime? Duh! <laughs> and as we spend time with the Lord, as you walk in the light, as He is in the light, you have fellowship one with another. Well, another thing, too, you know, when you have light, you can see things. And you can see it differently. And the more and closer you walk with Jesus. After those three years, the disciples were looking at things a little differently, weren't they? Because they'd been with the light. John said, that which we've seen, we've heard, we declare to you that God is light. In Him there's no darkness. And you can have fellowship. But that has to come from a place where you're free. Get rid of this religious baggage. This stuff of, of you know, whatever <laughs> that, we, that clings to us. And we've got so much, church, we fight with the world, the flesh, the devil. We got two thousand options for everything we do. <laughs> you go to the grocery store. I just want to buy this. I don't want two thousand. <laughs> you know, I just want gas. You know, and we live in this. You know, I just want to watch one pro. I don't need two hundred channels. You know, just <laughs> I didn't like any of them. Well, then you know, two hours later, you know, that's been a productive day. You know. <laughs> And that's before we even got to the music. I got 3,000 on my iPod. <laughs> what are you? you know? yeah, we live in this, and we're bombarded with this. And, and he says, come unto me, all who weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest when you learn of me. Hallelujah. And then finally, over in John 15, couple more scriptures here today. John 15, he says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So if you're getting a little pruned, you can rejoice. <laughs> Some things have been cut away. All it is is baggage anyway. It's excess weight. So that new fruit can come. It can be fresh and be strong. Momentary light affliction is producing in us an eternal weight of glory. Far beyond all comparison. Blow your mind. Freak you right out, man. New stuff. A new way of thinking. I still, I ponder sometimes. I can't imagine the music 
in heaven. If I could capture, brother, the songs that I've had in some of my dreams, <laughs> see that? I couldn't do it. I, I tried. I had a little, one of those little cassette, mini cassette to keep them on my bed. <laughs> I'm going to get one of these one day. <laughs> but it, it's hard. And that's where we're going. That we'd be trans, you know, renewed in our way of thinking. But that has to be, you have to give, there has to be room for the Holy Spirit to move in our minds and our lives. Our minds are so busy. We've we got to quiet our minds. Uh, Stanley, remember what I, I should tell them about Pacham Terrace. Uh, right before we made um, one of our CDs, I had a lot of things going on in the production and all this, and I was just really bound up. And So I got away and I went to this uh, Catholic hermitage type place. They had these little cabins, and they really meant it, man. I mean, it's, this place was really a trip. We go out there. You check in at the front. They give you a little basket of fruit. You get in the pickup, and you drive off to some little cabin, and you make arrangements for them to pick you up, you know, <laughs> a day later or two days, however long you want to stay. I just tried a day. I wasn't, I wasn't going for the long run right away. <laughs> so, you know, just dip in a little bit. So I went out in the cabin, and, oh, my gosh, it was out there, and there was just nothing, and I heard nothing, and I'm freaking out. The most exciting thing I did in the first hour was I killed this big bee. I killed it. He wasn't going to mess up my fellowship with Jesus. <coughs> so I sent him the glory. <laughs> killed him. <coughs> um, but it was crazy. Because it took me a whole day to just scale this all back and shut it down. Silence these, these, these voices that I didn't even realize, all this stuff. And so I made it through the night. I was really creepy during the night, but <laughs> I know some of you had the Catholic background, but they had these statues in there. You wake up in the middle, ah, what's that? (laughs) It was Saint so-and-so in the corner, you know. (laughs) And I didn't go to the outhouse either. No way I was going to the outhouse. (laughs) I'm out of here, man. (laughs) One day they came to pick me up. How was your time? Wonderful. (laughs) God moved. But and she was so quiet and peaceful. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she said, "Yeah, it takes two days." Because, <clears throat> excuse me, the first day you just shut down, and then the second day you start to receive. See, but we don't realize. <clears throat> again, we just don't realize until you start to come away and learn and rest and be quiet before the Lord. And the last thing he says is to abide in him. That means to remain. Whatever you're, whatever's working for you right now, keep doing it. Okay? Just keep doing it. Don't get all bent out and say, what's the Lord saying to you? Just keep doing what the Lord has told you to do. Be faithful in that. And so we, we abide, remain in him.
One more thing I want to say about just this different thinking, and that takes the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will, 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 will guide you through that transition. I have to say this, because I, this is part of <coughs> excuse me being here. We're all going through some kind of transition being from here. We should, because if you stop changing, you stop growing. We, you know, from here to here, this should be happening. Something should, you should be challenged in some way to change. If you're not today, I prophesy to you, change. <laughs> from here to here. And <laughs> Pastor Rob and, and Shannon and them, the family, they've gone through so much. Rob said, Mark, I'd love to have you come anytime to church, but do not talk about transition. <laughs> And I have told on Pastor Rob throughout the country, I said, there's one pastor, he, re he refuses to let me talk about transition. We don't like change. We don't like change. But it's constant. And we need it. And so this thinking has to come, has to change. But it changes from a place of being with Jesus, me and that rest, and remaining in him. And so the last, last thing today, one of my favorite psalms was in Psalms 37. Let's turn there. And I believe the, the Lord gives us through that chapter, talks about the heritage of the righteous. And these are some things that the nitty-gritty, I, I like to say, of what really takes place in this transition of learning to be with Jesus and to learning to just walk in a place of, of, of peace and rest in the Lord as he directs our path. It says, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers' iniquity. And I'll tell you, this scripture, this chapter really helped me during these, the years of our economic crisis that was going on, and we, we suffered from it. And I can tell you this, give you a ministry report here, we lost 40% of our support about five years ago. Now, and thank you, Big Bear Christian Center, you did not jump ship. Thank you for staying with us. We lost 40%. Thank God now with our 30-year celebration, we got 20 of it back. So we are on the rebound here. Um, but I would read this in the first line, do not fear. Because I would wake up in the middle. Of, how many have ever woken up in the middle of the night with anxiety attacks? That's not fun, is it? Man, that's that thousand voice choirs there, and you're just, you know. And you know what the Lord had me do with that? I, I'm just going to have my quiet time early. Instead of, you know, whatever in the morning, if, if, the, if that spirit's going to wake me up early in the morning, I'm going to turn around and be with Jesus. And you know what? It's quieter. Woo-hoo. Woo, three in the morning. Sparrows weren't even awake yet. You know, just, yeah, this is cool. Then when you go back to sleep, it's, it's a lot more peaceful in it. Then you get up, and your quiet time's done. You get on with it. See? What the enemy meant for harm, God will use for good. And so do not fear, it said, because of evildoers. Look at verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Keep doing what the Lord said for you to do. Trust in him. Do good. Dwell in Big Bear. And feed on his faithfulness. Just feed whatever's good, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely. Think on these things. 
Whatever's right, just feed on that. Feed on what he gives you for today. Whatever you got for today. Then delight yourself. Remember, we've talked about that. In the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And if you don't know how to delight yourself in the Lord, here's another duck. Hang on. Just ask for it. (laughs) And let him ask in faith. Just ask for it. I'm still asking. Join me, would you? And that's all I, Lord, how do we delight in you up here? I want to take delight in you. I want to enjoy this. I want to enjoy you. Then finally commit your way to the Lord and trust in him. And that's what many of you need to, this morning. I've just feel, I felt this word before we came here today. And that needs to just roll it off. That's why sometimes people get slain in the spirit. The Spirit of God comes and releases them. And then they go. And he's laying on the floor, and that's the only time God can talk to you is when he knocks you out. <laughs> you know, people get up and, oh, what's going on? It's, oh, man, it's the, only, it's the only time he can talk to them. They're running, he got so much else going on in their mind, he finally got, he touched you. <laughs> Knock you out. Maybe you get knocked out this morning. Wouldn't that be cool? You'd be released. You'd be free. Remember I told you how I got delivered from being an evangelist? Took another one. You want to hear a story how I got delivered from being a worship leader? <laughs> we, <laughs> this was during that Toronto movement stuff, and I was really watching. Our pastor came back from there. I said, oh, God, we're going to be screaming like elephants or something. You know, I, oh, God. <laughs> no, no, Lord, I just can't go there. And, so I was really, you know, really resistant to this. And, and one of the guys in one of our services, and they were praying. Have anybody, anybody tried to push you over when you're praying? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, they tried. The only, one time the, the minister's breath was so bad I just fell over. <laughs> he had such bad breath. You know, I got to get away from this guy. I don't even want to stand up and breathe. And so, so I fell over. Honest God. Hey, we're home. So I get to make all these confessions here today. <laughs> Great to be here. <laughs> but but we were in, they tried to push me over. This One of the larger men in our church tried to push me over, and I just, no. And then the next week, we were praying in, in the room before the worship service. And I'm the lead, the leader. And so we're just standing there, and we're just, you know, just be the Lord help, just be with us today, and just, and I just felt this slight, just, just slight, very gentle, on my back, this hand, and that's the last thing I remember. And when I came to, I heard the pastor, well, we're going to go ahead with the service this morning. The worship leader isn't here right now. <laughs> And so that's, I'm, this is not over yet. So, so I'm trying to get my comportment. So I get up. Get it, Jan Lee's up there on the platform. And all the worship team's going, and they're, and they're, they're playing. And, and that's fine. But, no, I've got to. I'm the leader. So i got to get up there and lead this thing and, and get it together. So I tried, you know, talk about trying to look spiritual. You know, I just walk very gently, put my guitar on. And I, I just, I didn't think I was going to make it. I said, and I looked at Jan Lee. I said, Jan Lee, my knees are weak. I don't, 
I don't think I can make it. Generally, had a dumb moment. Then sit down. <laughs> Put the guitar down. It just sat down. It wasn't mine. We get to worship. It's a joy. We delight in it, don't we? We delight in it. We delight in it. We have fun. We don't care how we sound. We got, Rob and I, we, get, we got delivered from that out in the street. My gosh, we sound like a gong show out there. How many remember the gong show? We were so bad. You know, we would come back and tell you guys how wonderful the outreaches were and the soul saved and the power of God to worship. We didn't tell you we sounded rotten at an awful. Yeah, yeah. One guy ran up to us and said, you people believe in noise pollution? You know, and it's just, just, just harassing us. But the, the Spirit of God was there. Man, I, I, we got, I could tell you stories all day. Man, someone would bring me some coffee, man. We'd be here all afternoon. But, you know, uh, we're, we're down in Hollywood. I don't know if you were with, we were by that liquor store in this dumpster. By a dumpster. And we just about to start singing and we were worshiping and, and I'm like, God, this is insane. And a guy up in the second floor in the motel, he said, I heard your music. He said, and he said, it sounded like music from heaven. He said, I was convicted. And he came back down. He said, I used to be a Christian. And he rededicated his life to the Lord. You see, it's being obedient to the Lord. And I could, like I said, go on and tell you a lot of stories where that happened. You see, and that's even some, some of your morning. If, if, you know, again, the thing is being with the Lord. There may be some mornings you just put on the worship music and worship Him and be with Him in that way. Other mornings you're quiet. Other mornings there are times you may have to get aggressive and start using your prayer language and, and take an authority. And, and so, but each of those is, is all growth in your relationship with the Lord. And so you commit, but that this commit is a, is is, is 